need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is I Got You, Boo. Hello, hello. Hi. And we're back. It feels, okay, there was two back-to-back guest episodes, though, so that genuinely feels like we haven't talked to each other on the pod in forever. Like, two back-to-backs is like, because we don't get to have our back-and-forth with the two of us, because that would just be really rude. And it would also be really weird to, like, have guests come on and just, like, automatically start talking about vaginas, like we've known them our whole (laughs) lives. I feel like there's certain things that, you know... (laughs) Just off the top, third wheel the guest. Like, they don't have a chance. <laughs> Good luck. Sink or swim. <laughs> oh, my God. It feels weird when it's, like, two back-to-back guests. It's just like, wow. And honestly, those are some heavy hitters. So we learned a lot. Mm-hmm. That was super fun. Totally. But, yeah, it's always nice to be to be back. And this, this episode is going to be such a, a – it's going to be a lot of opinions. <laughs> A lot of opinions on this episode, which I love. We also couldn't not do this episode because the feedback we got from the first um, Britney episode that we did was, Mm. oh, spoiler alert. We're talking about Britney Spears. (laughs) Okay, well, if they're here, they've already clicked on it. They've already clicked on it. You get it. But our first one, we loved the feedback and the back and forth that we had with a lot of you about Britney. And I can only imagine what will come flying through our DMs and through our email this time because mm-hmm. holy shit. Yep. Holy shit. <laughs> but before before we get into that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Number one, I think in the spirit of Britney Spears, I want to know if you have a favorite song, like a favorite Britney song. Mm-hmm. And if you have a favorite Britney album. Okay. Definitely, I don't think I could pick a whole album. Okay. Like a favorite album. I feel like I have favorites of a bunch of different, like they're a mixture. I like Circus. Yes. I feel like the thing is about the albums though, is that the second things stop being on CD, like CD. Yeah, CD, right? Remember CDs, guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I feel like CDs, you would you would get the CD, right? And you would play it from start to finish over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. But then when that stopped, I can't, I don't know if I would be able to tell you like, oh yeah, so-and-so came out with an album in 2019 and I know like start to finish all 15 songs. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Not a thing anymore. I do miss how, like the storytelling that came along with albums. And I feel like yeah. a lot of artists still do that. I think Taylor Swift does that pretty good. Totally. Yeah. I and agree. of course, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, yeah, uh, Circus and I love Give Me More. You're gonna, you took all of mine. Really? We didn't yeah. talk about this ahead of time. We probably maybe. <laughs> Damn it. It's fine. <laughs> Are those really your two faves also? I literally have it in my notes. Same. That's what I was just yes. looking at. <laughs> fave album is Circus. Okay. But I have, fine. So I said, fave album is Circus because it had songs like If You Seek Amy and Womanizer. Mm. And the reason I liked Circus was because she really, she got a little raunchy. 
She got a little raunchy, mm-hmm. and she pushed the envelope a lot, especially with the song If You Seek Amy, if anyone knows about the backstory. Took, I was the, I think I was the very last person to know what was being referenced in that title. I was like, you're what? Like, <laughs> I was completely late to that party. I just think it's so, I don't know. I mean, credits to everyone who was behind all the producers and any of the songwriters and stuff who are behind things like that when artists release stuff like that. But I just think it's so intelligent mm-hmm. to have those you know, underlying messages in songs like that. I just think it's really rad. And she started just really pushing the envelope with that album. Mm -hmm. And then I said, after that, she released In The Zone. And with that came Toxic, which is like, Toxic is just awesome. Toxic is a great song. It's such a great song. But I said, Gimme More is my favorite. Britney song because I literally said there's no more there's no three culturally potent words than it's Britney bitch and it's Britney bitch came with give me more like I I can think of so many times in my life when you just say it's Britney bitch just because it's like when you walk in a room it's like that kind of vibe like that's the energy you're bringing into or it's what's referenced when you want to put something else instead of Britney it's Britney bitch yeah like like, it's something, bitch, but you always know what it's referencing to. It's like a play on words of that song. I also really liked, now that I'm, like, deep in my scroll here, Till the World <laughs> Ends, Till the World Ends is a good one. True. It's like an yeah. underlying one. It wasn't too much of a heavy hitter, but it's still, as the kids call today, a bop. You know how in Jer- <laughs> another Jersey Shore reference, you know how in Jersey Shore the boys are like, if they can't, if they don't know what like Tamagotchi is, they're too yeah. young for you, bro. It's kind of yes. like that. Like if you don't know what CDs are, <laughs> she's too young for you, bro. <laughs> that's what made me think of that when you. What were- a great! Oh, that's such a good Jersey Shore playback. Yeah. <laughs> if she doesn't know Toxic, she's too young for you, bro. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or if you see Amy, that would be a better reference. If you see Amy. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, her songs are all just like, if you think about when she first came out and how innocent Mickey Mouse Club she was. I mean, if you really think about it, though, (laughs) Hit Me Baby One More Time, that's not a, like, an innocent song. But the music video and the way that she was portrayed to the media was like this innocent schoolgirl. But it's so cool because clearly it was like there was this rebel inside her that always wanted to come out. And it was cool because after that album, it was like, nah, that's cool. I'm good. I'm done. And then she just kept on coming out with like more and more and more and more envelope pushing Mm -hmm. songs, which I think is just awesome. Mm -hmm. And would I like for there to be more? Yes. Yeah. Gimme, gimme more, Brittany. I would love more. I only want it, though, on her regard and under her rules, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, the news that came out when she spoke out was like, I think immediately we texted each other. We're like, oh, my God, because we, 
you know, that episode was just such an iconic episode for a topic. And we've kind of been waiting on it, right? Like, I mean, like, just like everybody else. I was like, this this isn't going to be the last of what we hear. Like, we're obviously going to hear more. And then it just came. I feel like it kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like, there was just the news that she was going to court and that... it just happened all so fast. So mm-hmm. yeah, we definitely messaged each other on it. Cause it- and once that documentary came out, it was almost like she couldn't not. They waited for it to fizzle out just enough to bring it back. I almost feel yeah. like it all yeah. seems like it worked out just right. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree with that too. Unfortunately, it didn't work out just right in her for her life, but no. Oi, before we get in- deeper into that, did you have any uh, rants, raves, faves, fails? <laughs> yeah, I have a, I'll start with my rave. I'm always confused by rant and rave. I don't know why I can't figure that out. Like a rant is the negative. The rave is the positive. I think literally every time I think of a rave, I think of a rave. Like boots like, and cats? Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard for me to be like, oh, I'm raving about that. I just think of glow sticks. That's true. And like maybe, maybe drugs. I feel like uh-huh. drugs are at rave. I don't know. I've never been to one. And like, and like lace tank tops over highlighter yellow bodcon dresses because that's what I wore to raves. <laughs> oh my God. The mental image. It's not cute. It's not cute. <laughs> I don't know why people let me leave the house like that. I'm like, I look back and I'm like, there, it's still all over Facebook. I should really comb through those. <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> but my rave is that I finally ordered those cloud slides that everybody's been talking about. Now, this my, I'm holding Stop up a cloud it. slide, everyone. I'm holding it up. You are, first off, it looks like a toddler shoe. <laughs> okay, this is one size too big. This is what I was going to say. This is almost like a rant within a rave. But I've never heard of these. You haven't seen the cloud slides? You're the one who's always up with the times because you actually look at TikTok. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. But I don't. <laughs> maybe. Can you face it front? You've oh, never seen okay. The okay. Slide? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you're literally walking on a cloud. Now, everybody and their mom has decided to make cloud slides. You know, like now it's like all the rage. So you got like all the copycats. I probably got a faker. But anyway, <laughs> the point was that I, I ordered a five. Because I am a size four, but I was like, I'll settle for a five. It's a slipper, whatever. And they sent me a 36 to 37. Now, everyone, that is not a size five. That is, in fact, a six to seven, which is way too big on my foot. But it's one of those situations where you can't return them without paying money to return them. I'll just buy them off you because that's my I ordered two sizes or two of them. One is this black color and another one is tan. Do you like them though, aside from the size? Yes, they're comfortable. That's what I was going to say. The, ra- the the rave is that they genuinely feel like you're walking on clouds. And in the condo, um, we have like all hardwood floor and it's always just cold on my feet. And it's like, the, they're like on the your, best things On your ever. delicate feet size feet? tiny little size <laughs> four feet. But they're so <laughs> thick that I'm, so, I'm like, I'm five feet tall when I wear them around the house. Like- Usually things that I have to tiptoe or like, you know, go up on the tip, tip of my toes to get out of the cupboards, I don't have to do when I'm wearing these. They look like a mix, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about right now, it looks like the mix of a croc yeah. <laughs> with a slide, like the regular slide top. It's like a croc bottom, but a slide top. <laughs> Where did you get them? Where can we access these? I, I don't know. It was an Instagram thing that got me. Oh, you know how that is. You just swiped up. We can't get them on I'm sure Amazon has them, but like, you, of course you can. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. So I ordered on Amazon first. Same thing happened. They sent me 
their size five, it was like UK size five, which was like legit size seven, which was like, honestly, I was wearing clown shoes. So those got returned. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're a hundred percent on Amazon. You just write cloud slides and, and like they're in there, <laughs> but I'm about to get some, I, but they're, they're so comfortable. They really are. But are the, they sweaty? No. But the problem with them being just a little bit too big is that I can't wear them out or also just fall You're just fall down. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if, if they catch on like the sidewalk at all, it'll be like, bye, cute face. You never. Oh so, my God. Okay. Okay. So that's my rave. And my rant is that I'm currently, so I'm sitting here in my chair and I will, I think on many moments during this episode, take off my blanket, put on my blanket, take off my blanket, put on my blanket. Because yesterday I was down for the count because I went for my second vax on, it was a Wednesday night and we, I I got it at 9 20 PM. I was like, I didn't even know that you could get it that late. So I go into this community center and I'm like, all right, it'll be great. Becca was like, it'll be great. Like you go right to bed. Yeah. It'll be fine. Except that's not what happened because I don't go right to bed. But <laughs> she kept on being like, how are you feeling every hour? How are you feeling? And I didn't feel anything, obviously, until I went to sleep. And then in the middle of the night, I was like, <gasps> you wake up worse. just gasping. Oh my God. So I know they warn you. Like, you know, it's a thing, right? It's like they, they make you prepare for the worst. They're like, buckle up, buttercup. Mm-hmm. But I have never, like I've had the flu and stuff. I've experienced that kind of vibe, but yesterday was hell. When I say I didn't leave the bed, so I didn't go outside to walk Luna or take her for a pee or anything. I didn't go outside. I didn't go on the balcony because I couldn't be vertical. I couldn't be vertical. And it literally was making me loopy Mm -hmm. because not being able to do anything. That's AMQ's nightmare family. I like guys, I couldn't even open my eyes. Like I would, I would open my eyes to text Becca and I would just be like, <laughs> and she really wanted to record yesterday. I was like, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to record the pod. I just did it. I was like, you really, I need you to know though, that you might most likely not <laughs> want to do that. So I'm just going to go ahead and foresee us recording on a Friday instead. <laughs> but I was like, I'll, no, be I think I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense that I thought I was fine because being that I got the injection so late in the day, it was going to obviously not hit until like this yesterday afternoon, which is when I like really like I just slept guys. I, I, I didn't get up. I didn't shower. Nope. Or leave the house for a full day or get anything done. I didn't even. Re- OK, then I was like, oh, my gosh, it's the first of the month. There are so many things I didn't do. Like, I just realized it was the first of the month and there are so many things on like my professional list of things that I needed to do. But there was zero percent chance I could get any of those done. I nope. I couldn't even person. I, I had no appetite. I still don't really have an appetite. Like mm-hmm. it's it's you know what? Look, I feel great. Because immunity, woo woo, but I feel <laughs> terrible. You can have a Vax lost- girl summer now. <laughs> Vax girl summer, faxed and waxed. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but I took the day because yesterday being that, so yesterday was Canada Day, July 1st. And up here in Canada, there's been a lot going on with a lot of aggressive messaging around canceling Canada Day. And I totally understand it. 
and totally support it. And just for a little bit of background, because I was chatting with Becca about this earlier, and I am by no means an expert, and it's just like anything else. We have to continue to learn and grow and unlearn. But at first, I remember seeing all this cancel Canada Day stuff and being like, oof, like that's a little, like that's harsh, you know? I mean, yes, I appreciate that. We have found um, more and more news has been coming out about unmarked graves of not just children, but everyone of every age of Indigenous people at residential schools. And now that it's become sort of public knowledge, there is quite literally just an ongoing search. So each residential school that exists here in Canada is being searched. And I can't say that I've heard that any search that has happened has come up with no bodies. Mm. And that's terrifying. And when I think about um, what I learned about in my Canadian history classes growing up, I did learn I did learn that, you know, Canada was built on Indigenous land and that it wasn't given to us. It was taken and not nicely. And that's just what, you know, settlers did. And Mm -hmm. I know that I knew that already, but it's so interesting because when your educators don't put an emphasis on that kind of stuff, that's not what sticks with you. So when I started reading about this stuff, I was like, man, I knew this. Like, I knew a lot of this stuff. And... I just haven't ever given it a second thought. And I'm not proud of that by any means, but I'm also, I realize that, yes, there is a difference between being like, oh my gosh, cancel Canada Day. You can't be proud of the fact that you're Canadian. And then being like, wait, 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 wait. Like you can look at Canada Day in a different way. And so right now, all of yesterday, there was a massive movement to wear orange instead of the typical red and white to represent National Indigenous Peoples Day. And that is definitely something I'm going to be doing moving forward. That doesn't mean that you'll never see me wearing like a Canada hat or representing the fact that I'm from here because I'm dang proud of being Canadian. And as a world traveler that's been grounded for way too long, (laughs) it's so awesome saying you're Canadian. Canadians are very well received globally. And I'm proud of our free healthcare system. I'm proud of the beautiful parks that we have. I am proud of the freedom of speech that I have here. I am. I'm proud of a lot of things. I'm not proud of the fact that a lot of this has been, I'm going to sound like a total conspiracy theorist, but a lot of this has been, you know, government cover-ups for decades and decades and decades. It truly has been. And it's unfortunate, but I feel like we're in this era of humanity that, a lot of stuff is just being unearthed, Mm -hmm. you know, like things are coming to a boiling point with a lot of things. I mean, if we think about just the last year and a bit, yes, of course, we've been living through a global pandemic, but things like Black Lives Matter and so much emphasis being put on supporting the LGBTQA, I messed that up, LGBTQA plus. There you go. Yeah, you're good. You got it. (laughs) You're doing great, sweetie. And I just think that it just shows that as a, as a collective, we're learning and unlearning a lot of things. And mm-hmm. so when I was chatting with Becca about this, I was like, okay, some of our, some of our episodes on the pod are super entertaining. Some of them are super empowering. Some of them are super educational. Some of them are all three, right? 
but we really want to work with our community to start bringing on more people to speak on stuff like this that are actually educated and not just educated on the topic, but are living it. Mm-hmm. That that is their lived experience. So we're going to do that. We're working on that. We're working on getting some guests on on deck to talk about it. But it was so interesting. I was like, you know what? If I can do nothing else today and if I'm going to be lying here, then I'm going to learn. So a couple of things I found out. Well, number one, not even that I found out. Number one is if you all, we will tag her in the show notes, but a friend of the pod, her name is Sage Taylor. She shares so openly about this. She is a beautiful indigenous woman and she shares so much about a lot of stuff that is heavy mm-hmm. and that needs to be talked about. Her content is incredible and I've learned so much from her. So we'll definitely link her. And I also learned that the University of Alberta is actually offering free online courses to learn more about this. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, we're going to link that too. And I'm definitely doing it. I am definitely doing it because I, I just know that, you know, when I, for example, when I bring kids into this world... And we're celebrating having an extra day off, an extra long weekend, right? Mm -hmm. For Canada Day, I want them to know, Mm -hmm. right? I want them to learn. And hopefully by then the education system will have taken a little bit of a turn and will be including things like this. I'm quite optimistic, but it's still your job as a parent. And it's still your job as a human to learn this stuff and educate yourself. Because I think for too long, I pulled the wool over my own eyes, I knew this stuff was going on behind the scenes, but when you don't hear about it, it's just like anything else. You're just like, you don't hear about it and you just, it's just, sometimes it's just easier, you know? And I'm not, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but sometimes it's just easier to not do the work. So here I am. How privileged are we to live in a life where we can pull a wool over our eyes and not see you know, if, cause you never, like you said, everything that's gone on this last year, so many things have been unearthed and come to the surface and you had to look at those hard truths. And this is not any different because no, you don't think like, oh, it can't be like, all right, maybe it's not, but like, no, it is. And like, and I know you said you don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but you can't sound like a conspiracy theorist when it's proven fact, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's totally been very calculated. It's Ugh. been information that has been made secret in a very calculated way. And I mean, again, I think that this just goes down to like the basics of life that like <laughs> lies will come out, secrets will come out, like it's going to happen. And when it's something like this, like we're not, we're not talking about anything small here. We're talking about like entire communities of human beings. Mm-hmm. And children. And children. <laughs> like babies. Like this is not... You know, this is not a joke. And even when you look at what residential schools represent, that was what I did yesterday was looked into what residential schools represent and what their purpose is. And that is what made me just like give my head a shake because I was like, wow, how did I not know this? This is not nice. Mm -hmm. Like, this is terrible. Right. I mean, you just don't hear about it. So again, because I don't live in a community, again, my community doesn't have many residential schools nearby. The closest residential school to me is four hours away north. And so it's not part of my day to day and I'm just ignorant to it. So I was very much horizontal in bed (laughs) doing what I could do to learn and be a good Canadian and be a good human. And I did it. So we're going to work on continuing to do that work, obviously, and continuing to bring that information because yes, okay, sure. I'm Canadian. Beck is American, but these things 
affect us globally. So we're going to just continue to do what we can to educate all of you. And if you're a human at all and hearing what's going on, you can't not try and lean into educating yourself. And again, Sage's Instagram page will tag at the bottom. She does it in such a beautifully articulate, so beautiful, educational and authentic way that I highly recommend checking out her page if you haven't already or if you maybe didn't know uh, what's going on. That's okay. That doesn't mean that you're, you know, dumb or less than because you didn't know what was going on. I also want to say that it doesn't make you a bad Canadian if you didn't know right. and you are celebrating Canada Day long weekend at a cottage with your family because it represents an extra day off that you have here in Canada right now. We have an extra, extra day because Canada day fell on a Thursday. So a lot of the companies gave their employees the Friday off too. So it's like an extra long weekend. Mm -hmm. There's, you're not a bad person because you're happy that you have a long weekend with your family and that you're like, I'm proud to be Canadian. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to be proud of the country that you live in, but it's just like anything else, being able to open your eyes and keep, like, put your glasses on almost, you know, like, wake no up, more, no more stay, foggy vision. Stay woke, And then fam. keep them on. <laughs> yeah. Stay woke, yeah. <laughs> put your glasses on and keep them on. And we are excited to bring more uh, information on that and more people that can speak to that as we go, because this is not just like everything else. This is not just a one day we acknowledge it and then we move on with life. This is something that systematically also needs to change and be made more aware. So, um, taking the little transition onto a different turn here, there's no way to like smoothly talk about anything um, else after that. There's no good segue. I was trying to think of like a Britney Spears lyric. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of hydrating your life with knowledge, you can also hydrate your body. How was that? <laughs> I invested in a hydro jug and I, yeah. And it's the most Becca hydro jug there is. <laughs> it's also pretty on brand for, I got you boo. It's lavender and it has a leopard print sleeve. So I feel like it's very us. <laughs> it's amazing. I highly recommend it. I was a sucker for the swipe up as well. I kept seeing it on all the socials. They and I was get like, you, man. They get you. And I love the gallon jug. I, I use it in school all the time. And my students were my accountability buddies for like the times on them. Like, hey, Mr. Chico, it's like definitely not 7 a.m. and you're not even at the 9 a.m., whatever it was. But I like that one, but I can't stand, it's annoying to carry around. And this has a little handle. It is. So this is a jet, this is gonna be awesome. It has a handle, it has a little condensation holder, everything's great. So that is something that I highly recommend. Love it. I wanna hear about your, um, oh, your short experience. Okay, okay, the sun. My rant is the sun. My rant is about the sun. The sun has not been very kind to me this summer so far. If you checked my Instagram stories, the, no, I went to the beach. Fine. Uh, So I didn't think about it. And I used a different container of sunscreen for a pool day with my friend and her daughter. And I left an absolute lobster. Uh, Don't use expired sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Lesson learned. Fine. But I'm not usually one to burn. Like, I don't, like, I wouldn't have even thought about it. So that was painful enough. I feel like my skin is still peeling. I don't think I'm ever going to stop peeling skin at this point. So fast forward to going to the a beach weekend with my mom and my sister to celebrate my sister's 30th. And there, I had a bathing suit that had, like, a little key ring, like a keyhole peekaboo. Oh, my 
gosh. I put lotion on it, okay? It was actually like white. It had a white spot because of that. But the metal, it was like a metal key ring that was like holding the ruching oh. together. So I think the metal just attracted the sun even more. And I blistered and got sun poisoning. I also didn't know what sun poisoning was when she told me this. I yeah. Like, I don't know what that is. Yep. And I was a lifeguard for over 10 years and never got anything like any of this. So I am all, I know the sunscreen. I get it. Protect your skin. I get it. This is just in the most uncomfortable spot. Like as I'm doing my workouts and stuff, my sports <laughs> bra is like right under it. Cause it's like right to the South of my nipple line. So today I was like, okay, I'm good. Cause like Neosporin works wonders. Today I did one burpee move because Sean T just wants to do all of the burpees. And I was mm. like, mm, he just hit the oh, wrong. No. <laughs> and I now look like it looks like just fresh. Like you just skinned a goat. I don't know. Just any animal. <laughs> fresh, fresh, fresh. It's not vegan friendly, everyone. Mm -mm. It's extremely painful. And that's so my rant is to wear not expired sunscreen and just like I don't even know what to tell you. Just keep lotioning up. I don't know what's happening. I can't believe it was definitely the ring. Like it had to it, be. It must have been so warm that it attracted like the sun and it just, it had to be. It had, oh. Yeah. I was like, I put, I, I was, it took me 40 minutes to put on sunscreen because I was so meticulous with how much sunscreen I was putting on. I walked <laughs> out like, you know, those old school TV shows where like they have the white nose. Yeah. That's what I looked like, but like, just all over my body. Cause I was like, I'm not playing this game with you, Mr. UV rays. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, when she got back though and she told me I was like what the fuck is sun poisoning <laughs> I was like is this a joke <laughs> no and like I worked in the Caribbean like I'm like I don't know sunburn she's like no mm -mm. no it's like your skin is boiling over I'm like yeah oh. it's like second degree it's essentially oh, like second degree burns oh mm. don't recommend 10 out of 10 do not recommend using it. Like just, I just need to take a break from the sun. Like we're in a timeout. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, that's been, that was something. Anyway. Back to Brit. Now we're going to go back to Brittany. Mm -hmm. Back to Brittany. Bring the action. I think you should start because <laughs> you were the one, you, you saw everything first. You were like, you were like the, the text sender. <laughs> Reporting live from. The screenshot okay. sender. <laughs> So if you didn't already listen to um, Brittany's testimony that there's been clips of it on the internet, because of course there's only one minute, two minute, like three minute, whatever, not um, audio clips that you can save, but she speaks very eloquently. And I will say as someone who follows her on the Instagram machine, you don't, it, she doesn't always seem like her mental health is at its peak or that she's able to articulate and communicate no. in a way that would help, would benefit her and get her the um, freedom that she deserves. But in this testimony, she is very clearly spoken. She very s clearly states that she is in an abusive situation. It is not helping her. She has no freedom on anything and she's very clearly crying. It's a cry for help. But it's yeah. done in such, she kept such great composure. And I don't know how anyone in their right mind, unless they're getting paid off, would think otherwise. I will be honest with you. I haven't been back to court in a long time because I don't think I was heard on any level when I came to court the last time. Her father is the one that is currently in charge. Like we spoke on the last episode that we recorded about this. Um, her father's the one that's in charge of pretty much everything. She has an unwanted IUD in. 
Uh, so that's preventing her that's, from having that kids. That blows my mind. So mm-hmm. that, like, that is so, that's not even, I mean, we went through what a conservator, conservatorship was to mm-hmm. begin with on the first episode that we did about Brittany. And I was like, I don't, you know, at first I was like, what even? We had to do research on even what that is and how often this is a thing, which it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not often a thing. And that's why none of us knew what it was. But I mean, look, controlling your finances, she is worth, I don't know the exact number. I have it here somewhere. We can Google. But she is worth so much money. And she gets an allowance of $2,000 per week when she is worth, uh, you know, an exorbitant amount of money that I can't even imagine. And she hasn't stopped working either, right? We have to remember that she was a resident in Las Vegas and was showing up and doing shows. And this was while she was within this conservatorship, but to tell somebody, a woman, to tell a woman, you're basically taking away her womanhood. Mm -hmm. Like having an IUD. That's not a joke. That's like, like, excuse me. I I can't even imagine when I, Oh my gosh. When I heard that, see, it's those types of things. Like the whole thing agitates me a lot, but it's small things like that where I'm like, wait, Mm -hmm. She has an IUD in because that's written into whatever rules that you decided were rules that were acceptable. Well, her net, I just looked it up. Her net worth is 60 million and she is paying for not only her legal counsel, but also everyone else's. So Mm -hmm. she's paying for all of this all the time and doesn't have any rights to her own body, her own decisions, her own day-to-day life. She can't get married from as I was looking what? more into like, conservatorships, it's it's very difficult from a mental health standpoint um, in our system to get somebody the help when they really need it when they're older and they can no longer make those important decisions for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's very very difficult. I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy. It's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. I am going to just say my opinion on it is that Jamie, her father, is paying off the judges and the system in order to keep this intact. And he deserves to ride in hell. Also, not to mention the fact this is all happening and crying free Britney louder than ever before. And instead of freeing Britney, we have freed Bill Cosby, who has admitted, openly admitted to raping endless amounts of women. And somehow we're still silencing those voices. So all around women are being silenced left and right. Like wake up, wake, absolutely wake the fuck up. I'm depressed. I cry every day. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't think how the state of California can have all this written in the court documents from the time I showed up and do absolutely nothing. Just hire with my money, another person to keep and keep my dad on board. And it happened like the timing of that was Mm -hmm. just exact timing. It was the exact same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that, I think you're right when you say that she was really eloquent. When you hear someone who's an icon, because she is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Say, I just want my life back. I mean, I don't even know whether or not they're an icon. Imagine like your best friend saying like, my life just feels totally uprooted. I feel like I have zero control on anything going on in my life. I just want my life back. Mm -hmm. Imagine how much that would hit you. Sitting in a chair 10 hours a day, seven days a week, 
it ain't fun. And especially when you can't walk out the front door. You're living your life, but it doesn't feel like your life. And that's really, it's terrifying. Like it is absolutely terrifying. And then I heard Jamie Spears, I heard him Mm. say that he thinks uh, (laughs) free Britney is a conspiracy theory. I'm like, excuse me, how is a movement? Excuse me, somebody (laughs) please explain. How is a movement that was created because you put her into this conservatorship in the first place, a conspiracy theory? It's a movement. How can a movement be a conspiracy theory? Oh my gosh. And I always watch Britney's Graham, um, Mm. such a great, uh, such a great Instagram for information. And they they say the same thing, you know, They're, they're always posting. They're so good about keeping people informed about everything going on with Britney, but It's just so, you're right when you say that so many voices are being silenced and it's so much more than this. Like people might think, oh my gosh, Becca and AMQ, you're talking about Britney Spears. Who cares? Like you'll never meet Britney Spears in real life. Who's Britney Spears to you? But it's just, it's a bigger thing. This is not, this is Britney Spears. Sure. She is iconic and everyone knows who she is. She's a household name, but it's representative of so much oppression that's going on. It's not just oh, this is Britney Spears and the free Britney movement. It's voices are being silenced all over the place. And we just know about it because it's Britney Spears. But the point is, it's bigger than this. Like when when we have an issue and you know how you always hear like in a workplace, the culture is created from the top down, right? It starts with leadership. It starts whoever's at the top. It's the same with this, right? If we can't have humans who have access to such wealth, be able to have control over their own life and have a voice. Or that wealth that they've earned. (laughs) Or that wealth. How the fuck is a regular AMQ and a regular Becca going to walk around this world feeling like we have that ability to say what we feel and be open? Because, and I mean, again, you and I are very privileged and we have access to a lot of information and freedom of speech, but not everybody does. And that's what this is more representative of. It's not just like, oh my gosh, let's all talk about Britney Spears and all we care about is Britney Spears. It's like, no, it's representative of a bigger problem for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So she comes out, she says all, she's pleading for help saying this is abusive. Um, I want him off of being able to even have any legal say in anything I do with my life. And the judge denies. That was the latest updates is that the judge denies and her legal counsel filed to resign. I am not as up to date on that bit of information because that was way more recent. So I don't know if you have any info on that. We can always update, obviously, but no, I don't have any update on that. I do know that because I get most of my Britney info on Britney's gram (laughs) and they have It's called Toxic. So Toxic, the Britney Spears story, it is being released on, I'm just looking at their Instagram right now. It is being released on July 7th. So depending on when you guys listen to this pod, it'll be the day before we release it. And it's going to be, it's called Toxic, new episodes every week. And it's going to be a podcast focused on not just Britney Spears. There's a lot of podcasts out there that are focused on free Britney and just learning about Britney Spears, but it's literally focused on um, the work that they've been doing over the past two years with what's going on with Britney's case. How did our girl even get into this situation and why has it been going on for so long? We're so happy to finally be able to share the show with you all. So I know I'm going to be tuning into that because 
they have been literally, they've been at this for years. Right. Mm -hmm. But I come to them for everything and they post, um, they posted something a couple days ago, two days ago. And it said it's basic human decency to at the very least remove a person. Brittany has identified as abusive from her life. This should be illegal. 100%. Exactly. How is it? It's almost like idiotic to think that that is even allowed. Like in what, in what system is being run besides the idea or the, you know, notion that maybe they're getting paid off to do this, would a judge sit there and say, after hearing her speak, no, I don't think, don't think that's right. And there was also a post that she put up that was from Maui. And Mm. did you see that picture? It was taken, it's been taken down. Yeah. The picture was put up on her Instagram saying like, oh, fresh trip, but everything around it is an old picture. It wasn't a new picture. So she's still trying to portray. And I'm sure that that is a coping mechanism. I mean, 100%. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but how could it not yeah. be? It's your only yeah. way to like try and hold on to any type of sanity or memories that you have. I'm also not going to lie. This is good. This might be a, uh, what are they called when you say something and it's not, Oh my God, what is it? Come on, help me out. You know this, you know this, you're good what with you- words. <laughs> When you say something and it's not, what do you mean? Yeah, like when you say something that people aren't going to agree with, it's a, <laughs> it's just like we're playing a game. An, uh, I'm going to remember it as soon as we're done recording. An, Unpopular uh, opinion. I don't know why I had trouble with that. That's not even. Wait, what? You mean that everything's like fine. It's like a term. I know, I know. You I, remember, I, was, I was like oxymoron. Uh, like I was thinking of like one word. I'm I know, like, I know, I know. I know. This is, we were literally playing charades here. We were literally playing charades. I'm like, sounds like two words. Okay, unpopular opinion. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's not. It's not even a tough word. It's nothing at all. Well, we said we were going to have opinions on this episode. Yes. So here we are. My unpopular opinion is I am disappointed in the other women that uh, specifically Brittany has paved the way for in entertainment, not yes. speaking up, staying real, yes. real, real fucking quiet. And the voices that now, not to say, I'm sure that there's legalities around who can say what Iggy Azalea. I was just going to say that Iggy, what I just quoted was actually from Iggy Azalea. Yep. And how she was forced to sign an NDA as she's about to go on stage like she had any other choice. This is all very manipulative, very awful, abusive behavior, Um, abuse in the high like of all of the regard. But I'm on it. I'm real disappointed like this uh, in a lot of women that you don't realize that if you didn't have her specifically, where would you be? I can so many right off the top of my head. Yeah. And I hope that that's to come. And I hope that they're taking this time. We don't know what what's going on behind anybody's closed doors. But I think enough time has passed now where just hearing her, how could you not say anything and use your platform to try and raise your voice? Did you see Justin Timberlake's what he said back? Because we talked about how we were bummed up with JT. We were really (laughs) not. We were not happy with JT. No, we weren't. (laughs) When we first recorded our episode, we were not. We were like, I feel like his response was genuine. Um, it was, it was. Yeah. But, and if he didn't have a response, he'd be screwed. So like that needed to happen for sure. So Mm -hmm. good job publicists. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. I want, I think that there's just so much power in the volume of voices. Like, come on, how can these people not be getting paid off to make, but here's, here's the thing. And this is what I think we talk about this. It's not fucking easy to speak up. Mm -mm. Okay. If you are an artist who, yes, maybe your life was just a little bit easier. Maybe you came up against 
a little bit less resistance in your path to pop music as a woman Mm -hmm. because you came after Britney Spears, who set the tone, showing that you could do, she's so wacky. Like, you know, her music is so out there, especially when it first came out. It was unlike anything we'd heard before. And a lot of people kind of just like, whoop, slipped right in there and continue to ride on those coattails. But they're scared. You know, I, I'm just saying it. They're like, mm, maybe like, it's kind of like, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm sure somebody else will. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to. Haven't we learned that that doesn't work? <laughs> no. It does not work. That's 100% what's happening. Right. I'm just saying. Like, right, right, right. Do I know? But like, they're like, yeah, well, what if it's like bad publicity? And like, I don't know, like. I don't know if I want to say anything. And you have to, this is something I was actually looking into because there's a ton of female artists around that came out, you know, within that era, Mm -hmm. let's say within that same decade who have the same management as Britney or at least did at that time. And so I also wonder if there's a lot of that behind it. Like you're saying, there's so much red tape. And so if you're represented by the same people, I don't know how that looks and what that looks like for you. If you have the same record label, the same management team, you know, if you speak out against something without letting your publicist know or your PR people, what does that mean for you? Does that mean you get sued? Like, is it something that you're worth, that's worth risking for you? Like you said, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, Mm -hmm. but I genuinely think that less is going on. Like we, we, we'd like to think that there's stuff going on, but I'd also, I mean, if we're being optimistic, but if I'm being realistic, I think people are just like, I'm, no, I'm too fucking scared. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want my career to go to shit or I don't, I don't want to be the voice. I don't want to be the great crusader. I'm not going to be the martyr. Like, people are just scared to speak up. That's literally the theme of life lately, I think, is we're learning that people are like, mm, it's easier. Which only gives the power to I know. The, the men that are doing this to women. It's your self-silencing. You're like, you're, you're silencing yourself by doing that, you know? I just wanted to read a bit of Christina Aguilera's um, tweet that she put out too because I think that that was done beautifully, in my opinion. Um, again, she doesn't know her now and she makes that very clear, but she yeah, still sure. shows such great support. She wrote in her um, tweet, the conviction and desperation of this plea for freedom leads me to believe that this person I once knew has been living without compassion or decency from those in control. To a woman who has worked under conditions and pressure unimaginable to most, I promise you she deserves all of the freedom possible to live her happiest life. My heart goes out to Brittany. She deserves all of the true love and support in the world. Emphasis on the true because her father still claims that she he is trying to support her in the best way possible. There's just no reason to take it to this sick twisted level. Like what is he, what besides money, what is he gaining from this? Like control. Um, like his, he didn't have but to dig what else. Right. Like, but like he, and, and he's hasn't even had to dig into his own pockets to fight for this because she's paying for all of it. Exactly. How twisted is that? Right. Like you're paying for court time that you're like, I'd rather not like, this is not how I want to spend my life, but I have to. I mean, she, I guess she thought like, hey, if there's even a chance that I can be free, I'm going to spend this money. And that, of course, that's why she's done this. Like, I can't imagine having to go through this again and see your dad and speak in court and look at him and just be 
you know, face to face with somebody that's doing that to you, Mm -hmm. that's damaging in its own right. But I'm sure she's putting herself through that because she's like, well, I either do nothing and nothing changes or I try. And I just don't understand how you can make a decision. I still don't understand how that was all just brushed away. Like she just talked about how invasive everything was and they just were like, no, you're good. You're going to stay in your conservatorship. Like it seems completely acceptable. It just makes no sense. And nothing else was altered. Like she still doesn't have control over her body or of her body, her finances, her work being forced to be on stage when you're so sick. Um, Like she was on stage with a fever and she felt like disoriented. The clip of her saying that to the audience um, on stage is crazy. And I, I, I just, it's heartbreaking on a humanitarian level, on a, on a being a woman level, being a human yeah. level, all of them, because you're just continually saying that women's voices are not being believed and that they're not being respected. And even victims of sexual assault, same thing. You're just constantly yeah. telling women that their voices don't matter. And we need to believe women who, who in their right mind, regardless of gender would speak up knowing the repercussions that could come of it and be lying and be lying. I'm sure I know that that has happened in the very off rare occasion, but when you have a majority of people speaking up in the way that they're doing, believe them, you know, who would want to put, who would want to make up a trauma like that or the, the degree that it's in, like you couldn't even lift her ability to get married, her ability to have more children. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The IUD thing, like simple stuff like that. Like I think your body, okay. Listen, money makes the world go round, okay? I don't care what anyone has to say, it does. Mm -hmm. Fine. If money is his motivator, fuck him. But that's what it is. I love when AMQ uses the real F word. But what does that have to do with her body? Like, if money is what it is, great. Fine. Whatever. You suck. The money is where it's at. Fine. But then what does that have to do with her body and not being able to get married? Like, not even your body, but like your relationship capacity? Mm Mm-hmm. How miserable is that? That's like, I mean, I just, you know, and especially because her life is so public anyways. Like we all know that, think about all the relationships we know about that Brittany has had, you know, like some of them are okay, some of them not so okay. The point is, it doesn't matter if she's making bad relationship choices. We've fucking all done it. Oh my We're God, yes. Hers is just on in the spotlight. Just imagine if our relationship, exactly, if our relationship bad choices were fucking if there's like neon lights on our bad relationship choices, it goes, oh my God. it goes back to what we talked about in the last time when we when we recorded the episode on this is that if our weakest and darkest moments were put oh. on the spotlight, you, how could you not find empathy and kind of acknowledging that aspect? And her own children don't want to be around her dad. Her I know, own, I know. So if her own children just want their mother back, she only wants her life back, and. Like all of the stories look the same. I mean, we're, we could do a whole episode on her sister and her mother because I still don't know what to fully believe. Like I saw no, what Jamie, either. I saw, and why are they all named? Why are they all named Jamie? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jamie Lynn <laughs> put on, uh, talks on her Instagram stories. And I so badly want to believe that behind closed doors and wanted to give speak on it when it was her sister's turn, like when Brittany wanted to talk about it. And I yeah. want, I want to, I really do. However, so many other people are like, how could you even believe anything that came out of her mouth? And I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I'm not in it. It's so easy to judge from the outside looking in, but we don't know everything that's going on from what we can see. All signs point to 
get her the proper medication, get her the help that she really needs, get her. But imagine, of course, you're going to have mental health issues. If you had them before you went into this situation, Mm -hmm. you sure should have them now. You know, like if you're not getting the help that you need because your body is not yours, then I can't even imagine. It's like we we all had mental health issues. I mean, everyone had the effect on their mental health during this lockdown. During the pandemic, yeah. yeah. Imagine having that lockdown be 13 years of your life. Your life. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. How could it not? And it's like not stopping anytime soon. It's exactly mm-hmm. what we're learning here, right? Yep. I wanted to quote Iggy Azalea because like you said, there are some people and credit where credit is due for sure. There are some people that are speaking out and I, that's great. Um, she said, during the time we worked together in 2015, I per- personally witnessed the same behavior Brittany detailed in regards to her father last week. And I just want to back her up and tell the world that she is not exaggerating or lying. Mm. I saw her restricted from even the most bizarre and trivial things, like how many sodas she was allowed to drink. Why is that even necessary? Why? Like, uh, okay, look, I make jokes sometimes, not jokes. It's fact that I'm a control freak. (laughs) I didn't know where you were going, but now I I had to laugh because I was like, okay. (laughs) I am. But that's like, you know, I feel like when you're self-aware, like when you're aware that you're a control freak, there's a level of like, okay, you can recognize that in you and you can like work with it, you know? But I think that when you're at this level of control that Jamie Spears is at, you don't know, right? It's like your ego is beyond you and you just don't know what you're doing. You have no understanding of the repercussions of your actions on other people. You're just like a a tornado, you know, like he's just going in, like uprooting everybody's life around him. And he has no idea what he's just sitting on his stack of money and doesn't give a shit. Sick. How sick. Like you have no morals. That's your kid. There's so many problems with this. Mm -hmm. A, you're fine. You're, you represent her, whatever. I mean, I mean, think about it. When you're a kid, a kid artist, she's not the first one who her parents kind of like quit their life to manage their kid actor or their kid, you know, musician or whatever. It happens. It's very well known, of course, because you want to be close to your kid and you want to make sure in most cases, I would say, I'm not a parent yet, but I would say it's because you want to protect your kid from scams and from people taking advantage of not become the scammer. He became it. Yeah. Yeah, He totally took, he literally slid right into that position. So fine. And it's not because she hasn't been, she's been taken advantage of by plenty of other record labels and representation and stuff, but he just like took that on and it's like, okay, that sucks. But you're also her dad. Like that's your kid. And just looking at, I mean, (laughs) This is just going to be a, the petty bitch in me, but yeah. looking at, if you just I know look at say. him, I know what you're going to say. I feel like, did just look at him. Just the, look at him. Look at him. He just seems like you just have that female intuition is such a beautiful thing. And I just True. feel like you just look at him and you get that, like that weird feeling that tells you like, <laughs> maybe not, maybe don't cross the street where he's crossing the street. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say like, about it. If you were in a dumpster, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Or if you had to like cross over an alleyway, don't meet him in it, you know? Just doesn't seem like somebody I'd feel safe around. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. I hope that we see some light at the end of this tunnel. I almost, I wish that the world erupted a little bit louder when 
this, and then the domino effect that's happening now afterwards, like her counsel is resigning. I haven't heard, yeah. I haven't heard, um, what that looked like, but I hear that it was very tumultuous. Like it was a not good situation, but I mean, what, how, like, again, you're right. We haven't, we haven't looked into this either. And I'm really excited for, we'll probably just give, t- give updates as I listen to this toxic podcast. I'm going to be excited. Yes. To have some stuff unravel, but so I'll probably mention it as the pod goes along, but I like, how, how does your entire council just resign though? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how, I mean, again, I'm pulling out the conspiracy theories here, but it's like, how does that just happen? How, like you're going to, so, so you just all decided you didn't like your jobs anymore or like, or they were like, this is so ridiculous that we just can't help. Like I, or, or you got paid off or like, there's so many, right. They didn't I mean, go quietly. No. Yeah. That's true. So it's just, you're, you're right. Like maybe if you're like, I mean, if you're a good person and you're at a point where you're like, fuck, I really can't help. Like mm-hmm. I can't do anything. Um, it's kind of like, you know, knocking against a wall all the time. Maybe. Right. But you're right. They didn't go quietly, but it's just like, damn, it happened like right quick. Yes. And it makes it, it makes me think that when we talked about in the last episode, like someone wrote in the comments, if you need help, wear a yellow shirt in your next post. And then she wore a yellow shirt. Like, hello. I think it's very clear now that those things were done intentionally. A hundred percent. They had to be. So I don't know. I mean, we're obviously going to follow this closely and closer as it unravels. And I'm sure we'll have updates as we go along here, but let's like make some noise about it a little bit more. Shall we entertainment industry, specifically women? Let's go ahead yeah. and, and believe the people that are coming forward that are victims of abuse of any kind and everyone who deserves to live their healthiest, happiest life. Cause who's, I mean, obviously who doesn't need help <laughs> mentally these days? Like everyone does, but when you're not getting the proper treatment, you're not getting the proper medication and you're not getting, yeah. you're not, you don't have access to those own resources or to the power to make the decision to access those resources. How can you ever be better? How can you ever live, live your life? Um, so yeah, crazy. It seems like it's, a nightmare. It seems like it's a, it's when a, I saw that she was going to court, I was like, you know what? I, mean? I was like pretty hopeful. Yeah. Because how can you make those right? Like I was like, well, now she has a voice. Like this is what we were talking about that. We mm-hmm. wanted her to like be able to speak up and have a voice. Okay, great. It took a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the documentary helped, right? I'm sure it took, it got some wheels in motion. It made a lot of noise for sure. But I was like, oh, great. This is great. This is great news for Brittany. Like there's zero. I thought there was like a 0% chance that she would ever get shot down. Yeah. After hearing that, there was like no chance. No one in their right mind that has taken an oath to have such power to like deny or approve that would think otherwise. And then here we are. Yep. And here we are. I was so sure. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be crazy. Like it's the end of free Brittany. It's going to be great. I I genuinely thought that for this to all come together this way, that there was no way because she must just feel like, well, back to the drawing board, like nothing, like you said, not one amendment was made to this conservatorship. You're literally right where you started 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, I can't even imagine because emotionally what that would have taken for her to step out and speak out and put those words together and see her dad and all those emotions, like getting yourself out there when you've been literally locked inside your house. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, 
that's why I thought there was no way that they would say no. I thought there was just no way. It's such a largely involved process. And here we are. And here we are. So hopefully we'll have some positive updates for you as this unpacks um, or that not that we're going to be your main source of information here, but it's just that we can share (laughs) and that we hear about as we being, yes, the boo crew and general public of humanity, but let's just listen. Let's listen up to the people that are asking for help because it takes a lot of courage and bravery and vulnerability to do that. And more often than not, it's needed and it's warranted. Mm -hmm. So, oi. That's all I got. Oi. Yeah, me too. Well, Boo Crew, we said that we had updated information and we couldn't let just the little updates come through without making this breaking news statement. Did you like how we did that? We knew, we said it Mm -hmm. when we were recording. We're like, this is about, because the thing is, it's so fresh and everything with, with cases like this, stuff just continues happening. And then we'd be texting each other like daily the last couple of days, like, oh shit, shit, we recorded too early. And it's like, well, there's going to be updates no matter what. Yes, totally. We at least are going to just jump on the updates that we can before this is the podverse. I really like to say that. I like saying podverse I a lot. I love that you love that. So keep going. It's There's really no other I word love, for it. Nobody else is allowed to say podverse. We are going to trademark it. Sorry. <laughs> well, first off, we have a corrections corner because as much as I love true crime, I royally fudged it up because it was not oh. Britney's counsel that resigned. It was the co-conservator of her estates, which I... Same, 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 but different impact, right? Still a heavy hit. Um, And it's just interesting that now her father has full control of her estate, which, okay, F, but also this is letting, it's sending a message more so that there's cracks in this foundation now. You're seeing people pull out because they're not agreeing with what's going on and because things are happening that they know is not right in this. And she isn't getting the help and the being brought to justice what needs to be. So it was not her counsel. It was the co-conservator of her estates. So, whoa, heavy hitting. Heavy, heavy hitting. Important update too, for sure. Yes. I mean, that's actually, that literally, this is my take on that, I feel, is that that literally means that before she felt like a prisoner in her own home, and now she is one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. That's literally what that sounds like to me, right? Because if he controls her estate, I mean- that's everything, including the four walls she lives in, right? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Especially because they, the reasoning is because they did not know that she objected. They did not know that all of this was put in place against her will. They thought that she signed the paper. Come on, come on. No, they, this- yeah, they thought, because that's what everybody had thought, that she had signed off on all this paperwork under her own accord. And because she didn't, mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, well, she's pleading for her life now? Like, before, yes. I mean, no one's going to sign off on their life willingly without a fight, of course. But now that she's very obviously come out and been like, no, 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 this is abusive. They were like, oh, we're not going to tag in and be a part of this. Which I have mixed feelings about because, of course, 
uh, you don't want to be a part of it, but I don't know. Like, then are you withdrawing and then going to join the fight to help get this taken right. away? You know what I mean? There's a right. second. It's like we've mentioned. Yeah. Like, are you going to join the movement or are you just like ducking out completely? Because right. those are two very different approaches. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's due to changed circumstances that they pulled. Great. Let's just be the wishy-washy in the world. Yes. Second breaking news update. Insert breaking news music again here, Malin. Or just that. Britney Spears. <laughs> Let's just leave that. <laughs> oh, that was exactly what it sounds like. Britney Spears' longtime manager, Larry Rudolph, resigns as singer Way's retirement. Again, mixed feelings. I love that we're just like, I think in this case, any news is good news because either way, it's cracking the foundation of all the, the things that put this together. Yeah. Yeah, he officially resigns. Hopefully this is a sign of fresh beginnings because, you know, she's been tossing around the idea of retirement and refusing to work again, of course, like we had mentioned in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is just, it's been two and a half years since Brittany and I last communicated. This is his quote, um, his statement. Wow. At which time Brittany informed me she wanted to take an indefinite work hiatus. Earlier today, I became aware that Brittany had been voicing her intention to officially retire. As you know, I have never been part of the conservatorship nor its operations, so I am not privy to the information of the details, of these details. I was originally hired at Brittany's request to help manage and assist her with her career. And as her manager, I believe it is in Brittany's best interest for me to resign from her team as my professional services are no longer needed. I would be really sad if she retired only because I feel as though it's such an out and I understand her perspective on it because she's like, fuck it. Like I just, you know, if I can't have any control over anything, then I'm not going to work anymore and I will retire and I'll call it what it is. But it's just so sad if that's what it needs to come to because mm-hmm. she's got some years in her still. Yeah. You know? Like if we can get her on a stage again. Yes. She's got some years in her. I can imagine her career being very triggering of like, what does that even look like under my own terms? Will it ever really be mm-hmm. under my own terms and not wanting to put herself in that the ring again? Not for, yeah. no pun intended for the circus song that we talked about, but, um, Ooh. <laughs> he ends the letter very, I love how he ends his letter of resignation. I will always be incredibly proud of what we accomplished over our 25 years together. I wish Brittany all the health and happiness in the world. And I'll be there for her if she ever needs me again, just as I always have been. End quote. That's nice. So she's like, tap me in if you need me. But yeah, <laughs> looks like you're coming not- out of retirement. Yeah, because I'll come back. Who? I'll just I mean, I feel back. like you every artist retire. does. Every artist does. Yeah. Little um, totally. Nikki retired at one point. <laughs> like, you know, Nikki retired. Come on, she claimed it. Yeah, really, she claimed it for a hot minute. But she, of course, she's back. Hello, hi, how are you? But yeah, we just needed. To, yeah. We wanted these updates to come through before we posted out our episode because uh, we were just very shook recording that episode, and of course. <laughs> We were like, come on, these are two major... I had to do that corrections corner because that was a huge mess up. Again, we don't claim to be professionals here. <laughs> we're just speaking about what, nope. the, what the people are talking about and putting our two cents on it. But we're doing our best with our journalistic slash podcastistic Ooh, you integrity. Did, that was fantastic. <laughs> the fact that you did that on one take and said <laughs> that word makeup in one take... That was honorable. You know, podcasters are like the new journalist. And I'm, that's, I said what I said. (laughs) I said what I said. And I'm sticking to it. There it is. As a trained journalist 
former working journalist. I think podcasters are the new journalism. Just saying. You heard it here Am first. Am I saying that journalism is dying? Kinda. <laughs> yeah. We're not not saying it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, that's all the updates for now. I'm sure by the time this comes out in 48 hours, yeah. there'll be more, but <laughs> the corrections corner was needed and we needed to let you like give the update about the management. Cause that was definitely news that needs to be spread at a faster rate than it already is. There's cracks in the concrete to get her her freedom. And hopefully we will continue to make more waves in getting her the justice that she deserves. And so that she can just live her best life because everyone deserves to do that. So Back to yes. your regularly scheduled program. Well, fam, we'd love to know your thoughts on all of the things. Yeah, and any information that you've gotten. Mm-hmm. Maybe not from like a tabloid source. Yeah, like, maybe anything but TMZ would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically I mean, things that come from her or her loved ones. <laughs> that'd be probably good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys hear anything or see anything... We would love to continue it. Um, We really want to keep up with this and actually share on our pod Insta account anything that we hear, see, feel. So as time goes by and if you guys find any developments or or come across any podcasts or anything, because I know that the Britney's Graham podcast has been awesome. Mm -hmm. And now the same humans behind Britney's Graham are coming out with the toxic podcast. So I feel like that is going to be super heavy hitting and who knows, maybe we can get them to come on the pod and talk about it. Mm -hmm. So that'd be pretty cool. So anything that you guys hear, just send them, send it our way, send it, send it our way, send it, send it. (laughs) Everything always comes back to Jody. (laughs) Send it. Yes. Anything we talked about in this episode, we'll put in the show notes, check out the show notes, tag them, let them know your thoughts. And Tag us, of course. Slide into our DMs. Email us at hello, hello with three O's at igotyouboopod.com. And as always, love our vibe. Rate, review, share, and subscribe. Yes. I I got got you, boo. boo. Okay, thanks. Love you, bye. What's up, boo crew? Here at I Got You, boo, we are always encouraging everyone to live their best, most authentic life. And sometimes that requires a little bit of help. AMQ and I are so proud of our friend of the pod, Taylor, who recently came out as non-binary and is looking for some help to raise money to get top surgery, to help them battle their body dysmorphia, feel good in the skin that they're in so that they can live out loud just the way they deserve. Taylor is the most grateful human being. And I put the link to the GoFundMe in our show notes. You can also find them on Instagram at Tayceratops to get to just know Taylor a little bit better, send some love their way, or help in any way to help them reach their goal to be able to get this top surgery. Boo Crew, you have been amazing and so supportive, and we love the community that we've created here, and we know that you can all love on each other just as much as you love on the pod each week. So thank you in advance for helping out our friend Taylor, and we look forward to how they are going to continue shining their light in this world. 